Welcome to ES3N, the Essential Sports Network, hosted by three essential workers. I am one of your three co-hosts, Chris Leopold. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Richie Da Bears Donnell. And we're here to talk to you about football tonight. Now, folks, I know you noticed that we're missing one of the three essential workers tonight. Markelio is off doing his things. He is busy. He will be back soon. He will catch up with us for our next uh, episode here. Don't worry. He hasn't gone anywhere. You'll see him soon. But we're here to talk about NFL football, right? We want to talk about, touch a little bit about some of the things that's happened in the league. You know, playoffs are starting to shave up here. And, Richie, I want to lead off with my personal favorite and your nemesis team, uh, the Green Bay Packers, right? Packers paired Detroit, and just, I mean, they. it looked like we got started a little rough in Detroit, but once we got started, we rolled, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers throwing touchdown, thir- what is it, 38 and 39 of the year uh, yeah. to Devontae Adams, another win. We, you know, we've now clinched the North, I believe, Yes, yes, you've clinched. Uh, you have clinched the North. You've clinched the playoff spot. Um, the the I mean, the biggest benefit for you guys coming out of this game uh, is obviously you now become first place. You are now officially the one seed as Green Bay owns the tiebreaker first over the New place. Orleans Saints. Uh, but first but a, but again, I, I look at the score being thirty one to twenty four, and and. It's crazy because you never really usually think about teams and go, man, they're ten and three. And this is the NFC. This isn't just Green Bay. This is this is the Packers. This is the Saints. This is all of the teams at the top of the NFC. Where you go, but are they really that good though? Because Green Bay, and maybe this is just my expectation of what I think the Packers should be. Should that game should not have been thirty-one to twenty-four? That game should have been over. By the third quarter, Detroit was coming off of a miracle win against Chicago. They have a uh, they have no full time head coach. They have no general manager. They are a team in limbo that are they're they're basically fighting for each other, right? And Green Bay again. I and I said it last week against the Eagles. They don't keep the pedal down, and they let these teams hang around and hang around, and it's going to end up costing them a game. Well, and I, again, it comes back to our defense, man. You know, the defense isn't anywhere near where it needs to be. I've said it week in and week out, right? right. We're put, we're averaging a ridiculous amount of points yeah. a game, right? I think I would say it's at least twenty eight. We always seem to be putting up at least four scores here, and we're winning, but teams are still putting up twenty one to twenty five points, and that's unacceptable. Because one of these games, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be able to carry the load all by himself. And at that point, you know, we're going to need the defense to step up and get some things done here to keep us in that game. And right now, they're not. They're not. I don't see it so much as them not keeping the pedal down as our defense being unable to keep game, you know, to keep a game in check strictly on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and and that's totally fair, and I think you summed it up best there, where right now the team as a whole is basically banking on the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to be perfect every week, which for the better part of his career, he is. The problem is is right. no, no player is perfect. 
And he is going to have a game where he's off. Tampa Bay. He wasn't perfect. And, and, the, and the Packers just aren't able to keep up. And, it's, and, and again, I'm, I'm not saying this as a dig on the Packers because I could go all day on the Saints, you know, who, whatever crappy team is going to win the East. I mean, I mean, we could do this all day about every division. You know, whoever comes out of the West, we could pick apart Seattle, the Rams, whomever. It just, Green Bay has, they have the best quarterback. And every year it's Super Bowl or bust. And the defense, year in and year out, no matter who's running it, seems to let them down. And I don't know why they haven't learned the lesson. Right. I mean, I could, I would absolutely agree with that statement. I want to roll back to some of the positives here before we move on because yeah. I really, you know, I, I feel like I always have to end on the high note here because I feel like this one's going to stick a little bit for you, Richie. Aaron Rodgers statistically is having a better year than he had in either of the two previous MVP seasons he had. Yeah. Is he a lock for the MVP? Well, this is a twofold question for me. There's the selfish part of me and there's the, uh, just football fan part of me. The selfish part of me says, yes, I hope he wins it because the first time that he won it, they was the year they went 15 and one and lost in the first round to the New York football giants. And the giants went on to win their second Super Bowl. The second time he won it was the year that Bostic botched the onside kick to the Seahawks who then went down the field and proceeded to score and send Aaron Rodgers home. So in the two years he's won the MVP, the Packers have been sent home. So the selfish part of me says, vote Aaron Rodgers, vote Aaron Rodgers. Um, but yes, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is playing some of the best football we've seen of him. Uh, the greatest motivator of all time, Jordan Love, happened to walk in the doors um, at the right time for the Green Bay Packers. Um, uh, like I said, he he's playing perfect football. Uh, he's He is the Rodgers of maybe four years ago before the injury started right. to really take a toll on his body. Um, but yeah, if you're going to pick a favorite, I think it's either got to be him or Josh Allen right now. Uh, both those guys are playing at such a high level. Um, Allen might get it just because the bills are, I, I don't know if people really expected the bills to be as good as they are um, and what he does running the ball. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers for the better part of the last decade, uh, taking Super Bowls out of it, the best quarterback in the NFL has been Aaron Rodgers for about the past 10 years. And I don't think it's close. Yeah, I, I don't think it's close either. Now, before I, you mentioned the Bills, we we will get to the Bills here. Yeah. I want to find, if we, we'll go, since we talked about my team, we will now talk yeah. about your team. And you got to be pretty happy because the Bears, right? Mitch Trubisky had, in my opinion, what had to be the greatest game of his career. Like, yeah. you guys, man, like, the Bears manhandled the Titans, 36-7. to Trubisky goes uh, uh, 24 Texans, for 30. Texans, Texans I'm sorry. Destroyed 36-7, slaps yep. up the Texans. All right, Trubisky goes 24 of 33 for 267 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I, so I'm, I'm going to do the opposite of you. With the Packers, we started negative and went to positive. I'm going to start positive and go to the negative here. Um, so Trubisky has taken over the last three games, starting with that game against the Packers uh, in primetime. That was his first start back as the starter. Since he has been the starter over the course of the last three weeks, 
he has the second most touchdown passes in the NFL, only behind Aaron Rodgers. And so where, where Trubisky benefits, and, and I think it, it really took a, you know, Chris, you always say it best, and I love it when you say it because you say it so passionately. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And, and that's what happens. Yeah, everybody's that, got a plan until they get hit, damn it. Uh, Everybody. And, <laughs> and, 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 and that was Chicago. We were 5-1. and one, We were rolling. We were healthy. Then <laughs> Trubisky looks like crap against the Falcons. Then Foles comes in. Then the O-line gets hurt. And, and again, nobody in that locker room will make excuses. But that's the reality. We're not as good of a team as we thought. But for this team, Trubisky needs to be mobile. He's got to get out of the pocket, and that's what Foles lacked. And so for this team this year, Trubisky's the answer. For the team next year, God, no. Not a chance. I, I pray to God he's not the answer, right? And so that's that's the negative part. We don't have a lot of pieces that are going to be around long term. And so right now, what I what I'm will say uh, that this win did for me is it gave me confidence that they haven't given up. Because in that Green Bay game, the defense looked like they just looked at Matt Nagy and said, you know what, if you're going to continue to fuck us week after week after week and make us play 50 minutes of a 60-minute game, well, here, here it is. Fuck you. You know what I mean? And they just they laid down. And it happened last week against Detroit. We saw it. They should have won that game. The defense laid down. They end up losing 34-31. So it's good to see them fighting for each other. Uh, because that, that's really what you want to see, because if they do end up fight, if, if the president retires, which he's kind of basically said without saying, if the GM gets fired and the head coach gets fired, then the reality is these guys are competing for jobs right now. These guys are the guys they're going, Hey, I got to find a way to make this roster next year. Because if a new regime comes in, there's a chance I might get traded. There's a chance I might get cut. There's a chance they might not like me. And so to, just to see them come together is, is the benefit, but this ain't a sign of things to come. There, there, there's no winning streak coming. Well, I, right. I, I still, right. I, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think Chicago's right at the ship. They have not with any, any fathom of the imagination. I don't know that there is a, other than their defense. I was going to say, I don't know if there's any facet of their game I'd call complete. Well, and even, but even their the defense, defense they're ranked is, like 18th overall because they're on the field so much. Right, right. Well, and I, that's, and, and right. And I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt based on that, right? It's not right. that I don't think this defense could get it done because Khalil Mack's a beast. Yeah. You guys have always had some pretty good secondary options. Uh, you know, your D line isn't a complete joke. So you've got there, right, right. There's there's some talent there, but right. If you have a, in a two hour game, if you're asking your defense to be on the field for three quarters of it, you're in trouble. Right, you're in trouble. There's no way of getting around that. All right, so man, let's go, dude. Let's move on to the next one here. I want to talk about the Chiefs Miami Dolphins game because yeah. the Chiefs overcome a thirty yard sack. Four turnovers and a 10-point deficit to clinch their fifth consecutive AFC West title by beating Miami there. Now, I only saw bits and pieces of this game, Richie. Break it down for our viewers, man. What happened here? Yeah, so really, I mean, Miami jumped out to a huge lead, which I wasn't sure it was going to be sustainable just because, as we all know, I mean, the Chiefs walk out 
offensively, it's a juggernaut, and you can't keep them down for long. Uh, three and, interceptions this game. Well, well, but 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 that's that's what makes the Chiefs. And, and when I say we can pick apart every team in the NFC and go, well, Green Bay's got holes here, the Saints have holes here, the Seahawks have holes here. The Chiefs are the only team in football who can throw, where Mahomes can throw three interceptions, and they can still put up thirty-five points or thirty-three points and win a football <laughs> right. game. You know what I'm saying? It just it, that's I hear you. You know, you. nobody else is is going to do that. Um. So so Miami. Th- look, I, as much as I think the Chiefs wanted this win and needed this win, even though they're not as hot as they once were, the Dolphins at eight and five took it to the Chiefs. And I think this says a lot about their future. Tua absolutely balled his butt off. Brian Flores has this team bought in. If you have not seen the Xavier Howard interception on Mahomes in the end zone, that is something you got to take a peek at because my man's went up with one hand and I'm just about to say one-handed. I saw that. <laughs> that you know that it just they came to play. Unfortunately, the Chiefs they were my Super Bowl pick for a reason. I mean, it just. They're unstoppable right now. They their defense isn't elite, but it's good enough. Um, but like I said, when you have a guy like Mahomes, you can overcome deficits like this. Um, uh, you know, the Dolphins could have been up forty, and I wouldn't have been comfortable. You know, what I mean, it just and and that's not being a Dolphins fan. It just that that's what we've come to expect of Pat Mahomes, and what we've come to expect of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, and I mean, I I still don't know how you let this fall apart, you know, 17 points in the fourth quarter, four sacks, the whole night. I I can't, I'm not, I'm not ready to go. Oh, the Kansas city chiefs are that great and give the dolphins defense and coaching and call played a pass on this. I'm just not, dude, you made some mistakes. Mistakes were made. You know how? Because you had three interceptions and still add the lead by 10 points, and could not manage to hang on to things here. All right? I could accept that maybe one or two things didn't go your way, but five, six, seven, all in the back end of this? Come on, man. The the Dolphins got to they, they gotta do better. Than well, that. right. They got to close out. But but a lot of it, too, I mean, we talk, and, and I'm going to use this because I talked about it uh, on our NBA episode last night with the Miami Heat. You know, in the experience that they, this is a young Dolphins team who's not used to being in these positions. And again, the stadiums are empty. So, you know, being in, it's not as if there's a, there's a huge crowd, you know what I mean? And so, but, but you got a young team. A lot of these guys, the guys that are still there have never experienced what it's like to win. You know, they've never been a part of a winning team in the NFL. And so uh, to see them take it to the Super Bowl champs and hang in there, they're eight and five. The entire they, they, franchise really doesn't know what it's like to win. Well, well right, exactly. <laughs> and so and so to 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 say, well, you know, uh, you're not getting a pass. I, I get that. I mean, you you expect to win that game. You hope to win that game. You you know, you you blundered it away. Yes. Uh, and that that's exactly how the Dolphins are taking it. That's how they're watching film. They're going, we should have won this game. But the reality is, is they don't, from an experience standpoint, they don't know how to win those games. And that's why, for me, they get a pass. Because now that they've been in that position, they've been against that team, I would like to uh, think that the next time they're in this situation, they're going to come out on the other side. 
Well, they've sir. I, I think they've got a chance, a better chance the Dolphins have had in previous years to Tw- make about it twenty years. That way. <laughs> right, absolutely. I mean, it has literally been that long. We have seen the um, carousel of quarterbacks. Yeah, but coaches. Man, you know, right? I really right. Co- everything, right? They're they're own. They're om- It's almost as bad as the Browns there, except for the weather's better in Miami. True that. Right? You True know? that. So. But with that, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move past the Chiefs here. Let's talk Colts, uh, Raiders, man. They had, you know, battling for playoff spots there. We got the Colts who, you know, were dealt, what do I want to say? They were 8-4 and four before yeah. the game. And, yeah. and the Raiders still, were 7-4 you know, or something like that. 7-5. Uh, right, 7-5. Yeah. Right, man. T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> Where does this dude come from, man? It's like he drank the Space Jam water at halftime. You know, midway through the year, he just went and bought himself a Sam's Club uh, variety pack of Space Jam water because he was nowhere to be found, and he has been killing it the last two weeks. He has. You know, and I want to take a moment here, a shout-out to Indianapolis's running duo. Now, Jonathan Taylor rushed for, what, a career-best 150 yards and two scores for the Colts? Yep. Well... The secondary, oh God, why am I why am I spacing out his name? Jordan uh, Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins no, or Naeem Hines. Hines. Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines, dude. I am playing both Taylor and Hines in one league, and they keep saving my butt. Fantasy football wise, they are both ending up in the end zone almost any week. You're playing it's both of them on the of same who's... team at the same time. And covering the spread that wow. they're putting that, up. That is like a crazy. that is like a fantasy no no, but wow, that's impressive. They're each and in that league, they're each averaging at least ten points a game, which was better wow. than I was doing with my flex spot and my wide receiver. So I it was one of those things where I was playing one or the other. Right, okay. where it's like, all right, I play but it's gotten to the point that you don't I mean, well, it looks like it, it, it looks like you know Taylor, the rookie, is is taking over duties there. So it's cleared up as they roll towards the playoffs here. But it was kind of back and forth there for a while. He was shaking off a, a, a mild injury that yep. wasn't keeping him out of games, but there was some share going on there. But right, I would T. Y. Hilton two touchdowns, eighty six yards. That guy kind of disappeared for the first half of the year, and really the last couple of years he hasn't produced. Right. And Phillip Rivers, man, you know, 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And then we look at the other side of the coin, man. I it's I think it's the interceptions that cost the Raiders this game. I mean, it was, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There were a lot of things that cost the Raiders this game, 44 to 27. But, you know, I mean, two interceptions, the defense just not getting it done for Las Vegas. I mean, and I mean, I thought Las Vegas had a better defense or defensive plan than this. Is that just me or did we no. see well, so a here, fail of the 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 pro here the hard part with Vegas is a lot of their skill guys are rookies. Right? So you look at their corners, they're they're young, they're they're just getting their feet wet. You look at their top receiver, Henry Ruggs, he just getting his feet wet and he looks to be out now. Um and so when you have a young team like that, and this is what I, I don't understand, and you probably relate to this, and, and it might sound familiar because it, <laughs> it, it, uh, it reminds me of McCarthy. Josh Jacobs is a stud. 
He is an absolute stud when you feature him in the run game. For whatever reason, John Gruden will not commit to that run game. And too many times when I've watched Las Vegas on television, Gruden outfancies Gruden. He, he basically outthinks himself. And instead of running the ball with Josh Jacobs on first and goal, they throw like a fade. You know, or they get a penalty or, you know what I mean? It's always, it's just, right. it's something. And Josh Jacobs had the 13 carries. Dude, you ain't going to win games when you have a top 10 running back in the NFL who can be a bell cow and he's getting 13 touches. You're never going to control the clock that way. And the Colts have an elite I, defense. I mean, you got to slow them down. I was not a big fan of the John Gruden hire. I wasn't either. Hall. Um, there were parts of it I liked. I think that he's a very good players coach. Agree. As long as he buys into the player. And that's where we come in with the problem with John Jacobs. Is I think or Josh Jacobs is they're going to end up trading him away. Or at least they should I mean they shouldn't, but if they're if this is the way they're gonna play him, they might as you might as well trade him for somebody he well, likes right, because and if, that because he's going if, to utilize. Because eventually either right, either Gruden is just gonna draft somebody to replace him, or Jacobs is gonna say, Look, I, I'm not gonna be continue. I mean, because be you mentioned like McCarthy. This. When did when did Green Bay during his stretch have a dominant you know, ne- absolute, never, never. My, my right. comparison was you know, more I mean, so Eddie that McCarthy Lacey looked to be it for right, like right, right, right. a year, right? But I mean, we made it work with guys like um, Ahmad Green and uh, whoever the Iron Man was, and all the you know. I mean, it's all right. You know, I mean, so many, you know, patch and play running backs up until Jones legitimately showed up and right. broke out. Yeah. Um, that you can't, but the Raiders, man. I I just I'm not sold on the Raiders. I don't. Th- I I'd be surprised if they make it. To, I mean, they haven't clinched the spot, right? I'm no, no. They're vying for it, but I I'd be surprised if they make it in the way they the way, between the injuries and the way they're playing right now. And if they do make it in, they're not going to get very far. I feel like the Colts are trending in, in, in a great direction. I thought Philip Rivers was a great off season addition. I agree to this team. Uh, I thought it was a just perfect fit. When I heard it, I was like, oh, man, because I didn't know really what they were going to do after Luck retired. I was kind of like, you know, like, uh, wow, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of not a great position to need to be in. Right. But, well, let's move past Indianapolis and the Raiders here. Let's talk about Pittsburgh, man. Pittsburgh and the Buffalo Bills, the all-too-perfect, we've got a shot at the perfect season Steelers lay the frickin' goose egg, man, you know? Josh Allen throws two touchdown passes. <laughs> There's a safety involved right here. Johnson, I think, uh, got an interception for 51 yards to score. I mean, the Bills just... I, I, I don't I don't know if it's that the Steelers had an off game. I can't decide if the Steelers had an off game or the Bills were just that good of a team on Sunday. Yeah, here's with Pittsburgh. Uh, it, it's tough because Devin Bush is out for the year, but Dupree is out for the year. So they're so two of their young studs on oh. defense are both out. Um. They've lost offensive linemen. They lost Connor for two weeks, who was back this week. 
the guy who replaced Devin. 18 yards from Ted yeah, Curry's. Yeah, had, didn't do anything. Um, but then the guy who, so Devin Bush's replacement got hurt, and so now they're starting their third string inside linebacker. Um, and, and so it, it's tough. Because this team is built on scheme and to you know they they fit what their players do. But if the players change every week, well then you gotta change what you do every week. And and it's hard to maintain that level of success in the NFL when you're doing that. Uh but but I put this blame on the offense, man. I mean, Pittsburgh has been known to be a smash mouth team. They've always had two legit wide receivers, and they've always had a really good running game, and they've always had Big Ben. Now Big Ben has, for the better part of the year, looked like Big Ben. He is not as mobile. He's looked fantastic. But he's right. looked I mean, really for, good. I mean, well, for, this bad, he's got yeah, Right, 40. that's what I'm getting at. For for where he's at age-wise, yes, he is. Right, he's the fine Mr. Time. Right, he yes. is. He is Father Time is knocking, but he, yeah, Father <laughs> Time's knocking, but he has not yet answered the door. Um, But, but I mean, dude, the Steelers as a team outproduce the rest of the league in dropped passes by double digits. It ain't even close. They are well into the 30s in terms of drops. And it's just, it's unbelievable. As a team, they have something like 35 combined drops, which is just, you can't, you can't win that. Right, right. I'm about to say, you got at that point players better be walking around with footballs. Well, and in their right, off and, and so Mike Tomlin was asked about it, and Mike Tomlin's response was, "Well, if he ain't going to catch the football, I guess we'll find someone who can." And they're trying. I mean, they're they're, and that's the thing. I think the I think Pittsburgh, uh, I think Pittsburgh was lucky enough to start eleven and zero, and I use the term lucky because. I don't think anybody looked at them and said, man, this team is great. This is a great all-time team. We're talking 11-0. and 0. You know, we can go back to the Packers who went, what, 15-0 and 0 or, or whatever, 13-0 and 0 before they lost to the Chiefs. You looked at that team and went, man, this offense is just a rocking and a rolling. Rodgers is lighting up the league. There was, there's nothing about Pittsburgh that says that. Um, and so I think they're lucky to be where they're at. But at the same time, this game, in my opinion, also puts Buffalo in the in the conversation of this is a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. If if anybody can beat the Chiefs, it might be the circle of the wagon because here comes the Buffalo Bills. Wow, I mean, you're skipping a couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of big issues there, man. I mean. Because when I'm looking at the division here and who it is they've got, I mean, really? Really? You think they're going to roll through Indianapolis, Tennessee? Um, yes. You know, the Browns that you've been high on? How about yes. Baltimore who got it, you know, with the crazy air? The crazy reason I think they back? can run through Indianapolis is because Phillip Rivers turns the ball over and Cleveland and Tennessee are the same to me. Cleveland's just younger. They can't play from behind. They they tend to run the ball a little bit better. Cleveland surprised me this week against Baltimore, and we'll get into that when we go to the game. But Buffalo's offense, because of their ability to run, their ability to use screens and the short game as an extension of the running game, and everything that Josh Allen brings on top of that defense, I don't see Cleveland, Tennessee, or Indianapolis being able to, to beat the Bills. 
in the playoffs, especially when they would have to, I think they have, would have to go to Buffalo, and I don't see that happening. Well, certainly, and if there's snow that time of year, well, you know, I mean, still, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. A lot has to be said there. All right, yeah. man, we, we alluded to it briefly here. The, Ra- the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, this game, we talked about it a lot because you were like, oh, is Cleveland a contender if they bought, beat the Ravens? And I, I thought Cleveland had a pretty good chance against the Ravens. I didn't think it necessarily made them a contender. But my God, man, my God, right? <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson, right, gets pulled from the game with an injury. He had to take a dump. He had to drop some weight. (laughs) He goes back into the locker room, drops the deuce, comes back out just in time, and lasers one, right? Lasers one right into the right to where it needs to be for a touchdown. I mean, uh, and... The kicker for, and I, I've got it by my fantasy football team. Justin Tucker. They've, Tucker comes in, seals the deal. I mean, this guy, 50 yard. I mean, dude, this guy, as far as kickers go, is one of the goats, dude. You know, I yeah. mean, this guy's chest. He's Tucker, money. It, I, I, right, money. Money, absolutely. Jay right. Money, money Tucker. should sign up to him. No doubt. Right, he 100%, 55 yards, right? 55 yards here to seal the deal, man. I Cleveland looked good. I, I don't know what happened in this game. I, like, started watching this game, and, you know, it started with Baltimore was slapping them up pretty good in the first half. Yeah. And by the time the third quarter came around, Baltimore's really laying it out, and I'm like, okay, this is a done deal, right? They're putting up, at that point, the scores got to be, what is it? Uh, it was like 30, what, you know, it was yeah, 32 to 20 or, or 42 to 20. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Right. It says a 27, uh, 30, right. 34 to 20 at that point. And I'm going, this game's over. I'm going to check around. And next thing you know, I'm coming back in the back half of the fourth quarter and the Browns had made this a game. And all I kept thinking to myself, Richie, was if the Browns pulled this (laughs) off, I'm going to have to listen to you (laughs) talk about. Ohio and the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Listen, I, I know it sounds bad week to week that I've got a real beef with Ohio. I've got a real beef with the way Ohio manages their sports on a professional level. Not yeah. college, but yeah. like professionally across the board, yeah. maybe with the exception of their basketball team. And even then they fall back into it. Even LeBron didn't couldn't fix that as a permanent thing, but I digress. I was very, I was ecstatic to see the Ravens come back and pull that out. Uh, it, I mean, does it make Baltimore a contender? Um, well here, so here's the thing. And, and these two teams are, it's weird because I I think they're both kind of in the same boat, despite the fact that there's a, a difference in the record, right? So Pittsburgh has clinched a playoff spot. They have not clinched the division due to the fact that Cleveland has nine wins and now Baltimore has, uh, I believe, eight. And so all three of them will make the playoffs, personally. Um, Baltimore, let me me start with the Cleveland thing. Cleveland, to me, what makes them dangerous is they can run the ball in any weather on any day and play defense. And in the playoffs, that'll take you far because most, most of the games are played up north. And you have to be able to play black and blue style football 
right? Because everywhere, yeah, pretty much right. except for LA and Miami, gets snow, or you play indoors. And so, if you can run the better ball, better be play, able to. They they call it a rock for a reason. Well, matter, right, right, right. And so, you so if be you able can to run catch the ball, a ball made of concrete, yes. and be ready to. To grind it out in the snow where conditions aren't going to allow for cleats and the ground is going right. to be hard. Yeah. And if you can, so you if you can well run be the ball. out there playing yeah. in the cock. No doubt. No doubt. And if, if you can run the ball play defense, you got a shot against anybody come January. And the, the thing that I took away from Cleveland, uh, yes, they lost. And I knew that it, I knew this was coming. But I, I will say of the one thing that I was impressed with. I was impressed with the way that Baker Mayfield handled himself because they were down. He brought them back. And when it was a game and Lamar came out and threw that tutty like it was nothing, Baker came back and answered immediately. He took them down the field and they scored. He never batted an eye. He never doubted himself. And and that's the Baker Mayfield that we've been waiting for. For every year he's been in the league, we keep saying, when's Baker going to take that step? When's Baker going to take that step? For me, I like Baker Mayfield. If I'm a Browns fan or if I'm a Baker fan or whatever, I'm hoping this is the game that he goes, ladies and gentlemen, I have arrived. Because everybody kind of has that game when you notice, man, there's something different. And and wow, they, you know, this might be that, that game for, for that team or that, that player. I'm hoping this is that game for Baker because I think he's got the talent. I just got to see it. But from Baltimore, Baltimore is the scariest team down the stretch because they're healthy. They have finally gotten everybody back. They lost all those guys because of COVID. They dropped a few games, lost some running backs. Lamar got hurt. But this team went healthy. Last year, they were what? The one seed or the two seed? Lamar won the, the MVP. We know what they can do when they're healthy. So, uh, so to say a contender, I would absolutely say yes, because when healthy, this team is, is, this is a bad, bad group of boys. Well, and I'm looking at the standings all across the AFC, and there is, you know, I mean, it's there's the bottom of the pack, and then the very high right we're looking at, like the Chiefs, who are like 12 and 1. Yeah, yeah. Can, you, like can you read that and off Pittsburgh? to me? Can you read those well, here, standings I, to I'm me? about to say. I'm about to say, let me pull it back up here because I just moved away from it. But right, so it's got uh, Buffalo at 10 and 3 at the top of the AFC East. It's got Pittsburgh at 11 and 2 at yep. the AFC North. All right, it's got Tennessee and Indianapolis tied atop the AFC South with 9 and 4. Are the Colts and ahead of Tennessee the, because of the tiebreaker? No. No, Tennessee okay. is ahead of them listed in the standings here. Okay, and okay. then the Chiefs are dominating the yeah, AFC right. West, twelve one. Right. So, but then we look. So Miami's eight and five. Right. Yep. Baltimore's eight and five. The Browns are nine and four. Um, Las Vegas is seven and six. So there's like one, two, three, four. You know, I mean, there are five teams here who are in the thick of it right yeah. there where there's still a couple of games left in this they, season. They, they're essentially their, their playoffs, their playoffs start this week for those teams essentially is the way that, right. that you would explain it. Right. Because now being in the thick of it, you want to get that home game, right? You want to get that game at home in the playoffs. And so you're fighting for seating. I mean, I, I don't know that I know of a sport, uh, 
you know, I mean, I look at seeding in basketball and seeding in baseball. There's nothing like getting a home playoff game in the NFL uh, because it is one game, right? It's one game. It's win and go home. You know, it's not a series. You don't get the opportunity to go back to your place if you lose on the road. Um, and yeah, I, so for all these, te- for all those teams that you just mentioned, their playoffs start this week. You know, um, because it, it's that important. I'm about to say, it's that time of the year, folks. And with that, that's going to bring us to the end of our NFL, NFL Weekly Recap here, folks. From all of us here at ES3N, we want to thank you for joining us. We hope that you have a wonderful holiday. It's coming up. Got yourself, the, got your friends that special something. Make sure to hit that subscribe follow, like button, whatever's at the top there. If you haven't yet and you're not familiar with our intro song or the song that we close out with every week, that is our own Markilio Logic Atkins. Google Markilio, type it into your Spotify. You can find some links on our social media there, folks. Make sure to check it out. Remember, don't hassle us. We're local. All right? Have a great one. Peace.